Hi, everybody. This is Mikey D. Welcome to my stoop. There once was a small American town, and although it sat in the forgotten corner of a giant city, it was much like any other small community around America. Everyone knew everyone else's name and everyone's business. Instead of a stream or a brook, we had the fire hydrant. We didn't have farmer's markets, but we did have a well-stocked bodega. And rather than sitting on the front porch to watch the little world fall by, we sat on our stoops. It seems like an ancient time, like it was some lost city. It was like I had watched it all from the stoops of Atlantis. Episode 18, Skippies and Hippies. There are a ton of things that can scare a kid. And not just the obvious things like asking out a girl or dealing with some bully. Sometimes the effects of social peer pressure could make something simple the cause of terror. Like buying sneakers. There wasn't a hip-hop sneaker culture back then the way it exists today. And neither of those cultural explosions ever really had my interest. I've always been kind of a rock guy. And when it comes to sneakers, well, they're, they're comfortable shoes you buy and wear until they're so worn out, there's no choice but to replace them. They're not an integral part of a fashionable wardrobe, in my opinion. Guys who wear sneakers with a tux, not my idea of a James Bond candidate. More like Woody Allen. He's funny. He's Duddy. Duddy Allen in The Sneaker. I wish I knew what it is I'm doing wrong. I went out and I bought new clothes. I didn't bathe or shave for days. I did everything you told me, and Louise still won't take me back. My sister Debbie recently told me how, back in the 60s, when she and her friends bought new sneakers, there was a neighborhood ritual where you would have your new clean and sparkling kicks stopped on by a mob of your friends until they were dirty enough to hang out with the rest of the worn and unwashed crowd. A kind of forced egalitarianism. You might actually get whacked if you tried that today in, a, in our culture where crowds line up overnight to spend hundreds of dollars as if they were queuing up for Led Zeppelin tickets. But who am I to judge? We all have our vices and obsessions. As a kid, you were judged by your choice of athletic footwear. You had two choices in the 70s to be cool. Pro-keds or converse. Anything else was a horrid reflection on your social status, manhood, or ability to properly function in society. And of course, those were the more expensive sneakers. I didn't live in a high-income hood. I guess every level of society needs its status symbols. If it's not a Lexus or a Mercedes, it's a high-end brand of running shoe. My parents weren't one that coddled up to that kind of thinking. Sneakers were sneakers, and a 12 buck pair was just as good as a $25 pair. So I had to deal with the consequences. I made the terrible blunder of asking my mother to buy me kids one time, assuming they were at least in the family of their professional cousins. No. So when my friends took a gander at them, the chorus of the song started. The worst mocking jest a kid could be attacked with. Skippies, they cost a dollar ninety-nine. Skippies, they make your feet feel fine. Oi, Skippies. That's what they call them. That sucked. Now I was stuck with a peasant, uncool loser sneaker for months. I was wearing Skippies. I mean, what the hell was the difference? Was the pro kid like a PlayStation Pro? Did it have a better graphics processor? More memory? No. It was a stupid play shoe with a cooler reputation. And who determined these rules of coolness? I could deal with the mocking I got from wearing my May the Force Be With You button or being amongst the shortest kids in my class or sucking at basketball. But my shoes? Was it really that important? Was I really being judged by something so meaningless? 
And anyway, wasn't the point of sneakers so you could run comfortably? Did one brand really make you suddenly have the ability to run faster? Could Prokeds or Converse transform Slowpoke Willie into the Flash? One day in gym class, 5th grade, one of the cool kids with his 35 buck Proverse whatevers was mocking my sneakers. He even tried to be logical. Mike, you know, you can't run that fast with those. I could run fast, I said. Okay, he stood up. Let's race. See, I had no idea how fast this kid was. I was a pretty good runner, but he was a bigger kid, so I was worried he'd leave me in the dust. But to keep an ounce of dignity, I agreed. We lined up on one end of the gym, being the kid. I, I think his name was Mark. His friend Chris did the call. On your mark, get set, go! We took off. The race was the opposite end of the gym and back. My focus was forward, ignoring anything in my peripheral vision. When I slammed the wall on the opposite side and turned, I could see Mark had not yet made it to my side. I was ahead. Using every ounce of energy, my skippies bounded and flew across the wooden floor. And up ahead, at the race's end point, I could see Chris and his look of utter shock. I slammed the other wall. I was victorious. Seconds later, Mark finished, defeated. He gave me a jealous push and wore a frown of defeat. Chris congratulated me with, Mikey! Mark was not happy. Let's have a rematch, he challenged. I said no. Afraid you'll lose, he taunted. See, here's where peer pressure gets you. Like the magician who was asked to repeat a trick, and I have a story about the perils of magic in an up-and-coming episode, the answer should always, always be an unequivocal no. But I caved. This time, I lost. By about the same time I had won in the first race, his cocky, satisfied smirk irked me. Lesson learned. It had to be the Skippies. It's weird, but to this day, that little voice of insecurity whispers to me when I buy sneakers. I obsess over my decision, staring at my choices, picking up one that balances cost and hipness so I don't come off as some 50-year-old cornball to the 20-something sales kid. Is there an app where you could scan the potential pair on the coolness scale? I still refuse to pay more than 60 bucks for sneakers. I'm really not a fan of the 120 bucks super gelled, illuminated, rap star approved, ultra collectible resale on eBay for 300 bucks kicks, yet I feel insecure buying a cheap old pair. It's funny how psychological programming from your kidhood can linger for decades. Screw it. I still like rocking my skinny jeans and old sneakers. Do it if you still can, I say. I'm rock and roll to my bones. Well, with one exception. Give me a kid with hair. Long, beautiful hair. I was a little kid in the late 60s, early 70s. At that time, hair was worn long by most guys if you wanted to be cool. I was on board with that. I remember one night sitting with my dad on the stoop, and my sister Debbie approached with her friends Lydia and Chan. Chan had a great mop of hair, and my dad, not, not a fan of the style, called out, Good evening, ladies. I whispered, Dad, that's Chan. He's a guy. But that was a typical reaction. Long hair on men took time to culturally adjust. Even my sisters admitted when they first saw the Beatles with their mop tops that it seems odd to have such long hair. It would only get longer as their music got better. At Holy Rosary School, the nuns would say, You look like a girl. Gonna put your hair in a ponytail. Yeah, real nice, sister sensitive. But nuns aside, I liked my hair long. Short hair was for cornballs. My mom would normally cut my hair, and she knew I liked it long and would never cut it to the cornball levels of shortness. But on occasion, my dad would take a turn with the scissors. I could still feel the dread bubbling in my stomach as clumps of my dark hair fell in growing piles. 
why was he taking so long? When my mother cut my hair, it took five minutes. What was he doing? Okay, Mikey boy, he said, take a look. I was sitting on the kitchen table and jumped down and nervously approached the mirrored wall by the sink. I looked. There were some geeky kids staring back at me. He looked like he fell out of an Andy Griffith episode. Who was that dork? Hey, he had on my Captain America t-shirt. Yeah! Oh my god, I'd been massacred. In school, by the time I was 6th grade, most of the guys had short hair. Actually, they all did, but me. One girl said I looked like a shaggy dog. See, music had a huge influence on hairstyles. And that also separated me from my classmates. They were all into disco and that other new music rap. I was a disco sucks kind of kid. It was all about rock. And in the coming years, new wave and punk. But rock meant long hair. By the time 8th grade rolled around, I had dabbled with shorter DA styles. Then in high school, it varied and went. I guess deep down, my subconscious knew I was doomed. It wanted me to hold on to every follicle. Because by the time I was in my early 20s, the worst of all possible fears came true. My hair went thin. But on those days, on the stoops of Atlantis, I reveled in my hair. My long, beautiful hair. It was years before they would sing their swan song. So, skippies and hippies came and went, along with timeless music, on those stoops of Atlantis. I want to thank you all for tuning in every episode, listening to my podcast. It means a lot, and I really appreciate your support and kind comments. If you could, and need a little favor, working on these podcasts, it's, it's a lot of work, and it's uh, very difficult to spread the word to get new listeners. So with a little help, uh, maybe we can bring some more people to this to this podcast. If you can either go on, if you use the Buzzsprout uh, webpage to listen in, if you click on the Apple uh, button, you can go to the site where you can do a little review or like it. That would be very, very helpful to get more reviews. Also, if uh, even even easier, if you can just maybe tweet or on Instagram or Facebook, just drop a little note about the podcast and say why you enjoy it. Uh, that could also really help in spreading the word because we, we want more listeners. We want to uh, get thousands of people listening to the Stoops of Atlantis. And uh, you guys have been my loyal followers, and I very, very much appreciate your continuing to listen in. And I will keep creating these podcasts as long as you're there. Until next time. This has been the Stoops of Atlantis with Mikey D. Stay tuned for future tales and bizarreness from that ancient land called East Harlem. Check me out on Facebook.